Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Tom Offerman and Jacob Brecht. I don't need to say anything else, Jacob. Just you know what to do. Yes, I know. What I hit to do. that. Maybe thing, a little baby. please. Please. Would be nice. Please, please. For the first with, time ever. Please, please with gasoline and wood fire on top. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah, it does. You know what feels better is the fact knowing that I made it. My efforts. I have made fire. Look at what I have done. Castaway. Uh, no, I never saw Castaway. Wow, it's a great movie. I uh, actually I don't know why I said that. It's kind of overrated. And you just guy on an island the whole time. I mean, who cares? But Tom Hanks, whatever. Football weather outside. I love it. It feels amazing. And no better time than to sit by a fire and talk about Week Seven action with my good buddy Jacob Brecht than right now here wow, on the Steelers Standard. Wow, you good buddy? Yeah, I lie on the air a lot. <laughs> Looking at Sunday's slate of action here in the NFL, the one o'clock windows got a big time couple of matchups, starting with the Chiefs and the Titans. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming off of a bounce-back win against the Washington football team in which the first half everybody was ready to pull the plug on Patrick Mahomes, say he's done, the league's figured him out, what's he doing, he's reckless with the football, can't win playing like that. Two, dropping a ton of points on the Washington's team in the second half and winning 31-10, and if you just missed everything that happened last Sunday and only looked at scores, you would say, well, the Chiefs looked like the Chiefs, so... Good bounce back for them. They go into Tennessee this week where the Titans got one of their biggest wins, or their biggest win on the season. Their biggest win. State- maybe one of the biggest wins by any team this Statement season. win, for sure. Taking out the Buffalo Bills, 34-31 to in one of the best games I've watched all year last Monday night. You know, I say that a lot, but it's not like I'm being hyperbolic. There's been a lot of really good football games this year, like a lot, a of lot of really lot. good back not and just forth. On, not just on prime time, but no. Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock slate, 4 o'clock slate, they've all been really I mean, good. Browns-Chargers was a great football game. This Titans-Bills was great. The week one game between the Cowboys and the Bucks was insane. How about Bucks the pay- London game last week with that, local legend Matthew Wright getting that was the Jaguars crazy. their first win? Uh, Patriots-Cowboys on at 425 last week that was a fun football game I mean it was craziness Diggs getting another pick six and then the very next yeah. play Diggs going for another pick and missing and missing. the Patriots get a touchdown I mean that game was insane it's been a really fun 2021 NFL season the NFL is in great shape it's been one of the more entertaining years I think we've seen in a while but yeah Titans part of one of those entertaining games last week going to be probably smack dab in the middle of one of the most entertaining games this week as well as the Chiefs come to town. I liked what the Titans did against the Bills. I think that Derrick Henry could have a monster of a day against this Kansas City Chiefs defense. He can have a monster of a day against anybody's defense, really, though. I do still think the Chiefs come into Tennessee and win this football game. Mm -hmm. They might have to score 40 points to do it. I think Patrick Mahomes is probably going to get there. Tennessee's defense is suspect, and I think he can take care of them pretty easily. Does the game being in Tennessee tip your cap or your favor at all to Tennessee. It makes me think it'll be like 42 to 38 or something crazy like that. I think it'll be really close. How big of a game does Derrick Henry have? He might get close to 200 yards. I mean, he may go over 200 He might get close to 200. 297? 296 or 297 is the high, Adrian Peterson said, for yards in a game. 
any chance he sniffs around that? Maybe not even in this game, but at one point this year. Is this the week he does it? They don't. They already played Seattle, so that was that was a golden opportunity. I think he had like 180 yards anyway in that game. But yeah, they got the Jags again on the schedule, but this might be the one that he could give Peterson a run for that single season rushing record. And everybody's probably like. 296, is this even really a conversation we should be having? Yeah, it is. He could absolutely. do it. He absolutely could do There's it. There's no doubt. I mean, he's on pace to break the single-season rushing record for yards. I'm pretty sure touchdowns as well. And if you gave it to Adrian Peterson when he got 2,000 yards, you have to give it to you have to give it to Derrick Henry. If they win the if they win the division, which we expect them to do so, I think you have uh, because there okay. is no player more valuable to their team, I think, other than Lamar Jackson than Derrick Henry. I agree, but then I literally just last year, they won the division, and he had 2,000 yards rushing. Here you go, Mr. Rogers. Here's another MVP award for you. I mean, it's just a quarterback thing. You know, I think that may have been the most undervalued 2,000-yard rushing season by a running back ever. We were doing – me and Tim Benz were doing Countdown to Kickoff last night. And he, he brought up a really good point that I hadn't even thought of when we talked about Derrick Henry. How is he not the consensus number one overall pick in fantasy football every year? Every year, year people say, well, pff, they're just going to run the wheels off of him, and he, by week six or five, he's going to be on the bench. That's, you're more of a fantasy he's, player than me. Is that what happens? Like, every year. I mean, every year you're hearing Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook, Alvin Kamara, Zeke, Saquon. Zeke and Saquon, who were coming off of Zeke had a bad year last year, and Saquon was coming off a season-ending ACL. All of those guys you just named are more injury-prone than Derrick Henry. We're all picked before Derrick. Especially McCaffrey, he can't stay healthy. McCaffrey still went first overall in every single league. I don't know a single league of which Christian McCaffrey was not taken first overall. And it's just like obviously Derrick Henry is going to be the top scorer when the season's all said and done at that running back position, even though he's not catching as many passes as a Kamara or a McCaffrey might, he's, he's rushing the ball 40 times a game. I mean, his points total is insane as far as fantasy is concerned. So it is so bizarre to me that he, if he stays healthy this year, it's going to be his third straight year leading the league in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, and he's just never been the number one overall pick. And he's not even like two or three. Like you said, he's like middle of the first round every it's, time. It's about six. There's the five if, guys that go before him are Kamara, McCaffrey, Cook. If you get Zeke, the first Zeke. overall pick next year, you bucking the trend? Are you taking Derek? You Henry? have to. You got to take King Henry, especially now, right? now with with McCaffrey being so 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 injury. That's prone. the funniest thing about it is like. And then of course this year, like this coming year in 2022, it'll be the first time that Henry goes first overall. That'll be the year where that he, he breaks down, down or he, he gets hurt down. in week yeah. four or something like that. But it's just so funny to me, like you said, the, the main thing that people get scared from him is they use him 40 times a game. He's getting hit like crazy. He's getting older in the NFL. He's going to wear down. And that's their logic for not picking him. Meanwhile, almost every back they pick in front of him wears down and isn't able to stay healthy. Dalvin Cook has problems staying healthy. McCaffrey is the king of not being able to stay healthy. Barkley had a season-ending injury last year. He's still trying to work his way back from that. Oops, he got injured again this year. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott does look like he's back into form, and he did yes. have a really strong year last year. So he's really probably bad year last he's year. not strong. He did okay. If I you think look it at the was numbers. his worst year of his career. There's no Dak though. He had nothing else he could use. He okay. at least stayed healthy for the past couple of seasons, so he's at least trending in the right direction as far as that's concerned. Nick Chubb, another one that probably went before Derrick Henry, 
he's stuck on the sidelines for at least a couple yeah. more weeks now too. So it's just that's funny. That's the first time in Chubb's career. Oh, I guess last year he was out for he like five weeks. He was hurt for a couple weeks. games last year too. Yeah, but he came back and he was pretty solid. Not like Derrick Henry no, though. No one like and the fact of the fact of the matter is Derrick Henry has done a better job of staying healthy. How of is course. that possible? I, he's just bigger than everybody else. I don't I don't know if he actually feels when he gets hit. I, re I really don't know if he actually feels the hit. I don't know if he does either. I still think the Chiefs won this game, though. You Back you to win. our... <laughs> I'm sorry to just... To put all my chips in the Derrick Henry for every P conversation this year. You can't... You At this point, I know every year that he, he's been in the league since he's really broken out. It's We said it's impossible to ignore him. I think this is the year where it's it's humanly impossible to ignore what he's doing. So it'll be extra great when they give it to Tom Brady and, it'll be, and yeah, ignore fantastic. what they're doing. But again, He's got to win offensive player of the year. It though. sounds like you think the Titans are going to beat the Chiefs on Sunday. I think the Chiefs played the worst defense in all of football last week, and it took them an entire half to finally get going. The Chiefs' offense is not the Steelers' offense. I don't know if they played the worst defense in all of football last week because they themselves might have the worst defense in okay, all Okay, sorry, they... As outside of Kansas City, they play the yeah. worst defense in football. And then the next defense behind that is Seattle. Yeah. I, I am happy with the fact that the Steelers managed to put up 23 points against Seattle. If the Steelers could put up 23 points against Seattle, Kansas City should have put up 63 points against Washington, and they didn't. And it took all the way until the second half for them to get any momentum going whatsoever. So I have, I have a feeling that Ryan Tannehill, I know we were critical of his play this past week, only had the one touchdown pass. I mean, that was obviously made up for by Derrick Henry's three touchdown runs, including a 76-yarder. I think it's capable, he's capable of leading that offense, of course, alongside Derrick Henry. I just think Kansas City's big detriment has to be their defense, and it's going to catch up to them at some point. It's I already agree. caught up. To, I mean, they have, what, three losses on the year? It's already caught up to them. Yeah, it already has. They already dug themselves a hole. You know, they already have to play catch up with the LA Chargers, who, thankfully for them, caught an L last week against the Ravens, bringing them back closer to the Chiefs. The other one o'clock game between two teams with winning records is the Bengals at the Ravens. That's a battle for AFC North supremacy. Winner will move into first place in the division. Uh, we talked on an earlier episode we did that you can check out about the Bengals and the Ravens at length. Just quickly looking at this game, uh, it's another prove-it kind of game for the Bengals, even though I think they've already kind of proven themselves this year. If they can get this win against the Ravens, I will really start to think they're a playoff team. I will really start to think the Bengals hold on to one of those wild-card oh. spots. Because Do you think even if they keep it interesting? No, because... That because I think that's what's going to happen. I think the Bengals are going to be perpetually keeping games interesting for the rest of the year and losing more than they win those games against really good teams. But if they can get one against Baltimore here on the road at Baltimore, that's a win you never expected to have, even after you are adjusting your expectations for them after their good start. And if they can get to 5-2 and two and in first place in that division by Week 8, I think that they hold on to at least one of those wild-card spots. So... Huge swing game for them this week in M&T Bank, and really, even uh, if they keep it interesting, you don't, you don't. Again, I don't. You don't <sighs> they need to start stealing wins from teams that they shouldn't beat, and yeah, it I mean, starts they, this week. I mean, they almost did it against Green Bay, right? 
Exactly. That's my point. I think you're going to have a lot of almosts as they learn to win as a young football team. And they're playing really good football teams that know how to win. So there's a learning curve when it comes to that. So I'm interested to see what happens. I'll be, you know, not writing them off completely for a playoff spot if they lose in overtime by a field goal again to the Ravens. If they get blown out like the Chargers, then I might have a, some doubts that they'd be able to string together wins down the stretch. But I think if they can pull this one off and get this upset, that six and a half point that underdogs. Would in, that yeah. would put them in first place because they would be tied with the Ravens for the record, but they would obviously have the tiebreaker yes. through the head-to-head -head record. And you already got a win over them, so that next game against them is kind of whatever. Because you, you, as long as you split with the divisions, you're you're pretty much in good. I mean, even shape. if they win this Sunday, I don't expect them to win the division. I don't either. Big, big, big matchup in my eyes at 1 o'clock. The Jets and the Patriots. I'm just kidding. No one cares about <laughs> the Jets and the Patriots. Well, that's uh, what we thought last week, but they played against the Cowboys and kept it interesting. Yeah, but that was the Patriots and the Cowboys. Right. The Jets just... Are not. Are not the Cowboys. They're stinky, and I don't want to watch them play football. Giants and Panthers, another ugh game. Panthers need to get back on track, though, so good chance for them as they go to New York to face one of the worst teams in all of football. Uh, the Washington football team goes to Green Bay to face off against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Good That'll luck. be a boring game. He'll be in control from start to finish, and there won't be any question about who's going to win that one. Falcons go to Miami to face off. Falcons looking to get to 3-3. Three and three. Sneaky, Do they get there? Sneaky 3-3, three and three. yeah, they do. I think the Dolphins are a really bad football team, and it's what weird happened? that they've taken such a step backwards. What happened? I think that the offense uh, – I was listening to a Miami – podcast talking about the Dolphins random I know but I was their biggest criticism was Brian Flores's inability to build an offensive coaching staff around that side of the ball bad yeah, I mean, offensive coordinator Miles Gaskin has 175 yards well not just that the staff is being uh, called into question that he's not putting right offensive coordinators into place he's not He's not delegating the offensive side of the ball like he needs to be as a defensive guy right coach. he's a defensive guy that sucks because I they were my they were my sneaking playoff team. They were they were the team that I picked that didn't make it in twenty twenty to make it in twenty twenty one. Yeah. I got I got that one dead wrong. You got that one dead wrong because now they might be picking number one overall this year for all we know. That's Yeah, it's weird to think that they have a worse record than Atlanta. I, I did not see that coming. And it's weird that the Falcons might get to five hundred. Yeah, but you've got to think who their wins came against. The Jets, then the Dolphins, and I believe the Giants. Well, presumably the Dolphins, but yeah. Presumably, if they, if they, if they beat the Dolphins, week, yeah. their three wins are against the Jets, Jets the, the Giants, Giants, and the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Hey, you've got to be the teams in front of you, and that's what the Falcons are doing. Four o'clock slate, Eagles go to Vegas to face off against the Raiders. I think the Eagles are going to win this football game. I think Vegas... Everybody was kind of shocked that Vegas got that win against the uh, Broncos last week, but I think that's more of a testament to how just terrible the Broncos are. How fraudulent they are. Yeah, I don't think the Eagles are necessarily good, but I think they're a better football team than the Broncos are. And I, I've told you before, I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than he gets credit for. I see the Eagles going on the road and in an ugly football game, kind of like that Eagles-Panthers games a couple weeks back where it was like 21-18 to 18 Eagles at the end. Mm. I see very similar things happening in Vegas and the Raiders – the old John Gruden drama may be catching up with them finally a week later as they face a better football team, and they fall to 
the Eagles. The Eagles have a really good front too. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. I mean, Javon Hargrave has been the best year of his career. So they really get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I think Carr's going to have a long day. I think the Eagles get a nice little road win there. Uh, I know it's not a game that really matters in the long run, but I just think as a four and two Raiders team, uh, that's big for the Steelers to have them get another loss added that maybe they should win. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think the Eagles aren't. The Eagles and Raiders both aren't necessarily representing. Their, their records aren't really indicative of, of how their teams are performing. This exactly. Year. I agree. I think the Raiders are a little bit worse, and I think the Eagles are a little, a little bit, bit better. better. I think they're equal teams, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, if that if the Eagles win, they'll both be at, at three. Well, well no, three, and four, and four, and four, and three. So, so. pretty close. Uh, Rams are facing off against Dan Campbell's Lions. Lions the first go, of two revenge games. Lions going to zero and seven. Yep. So, halfway to imperfection. It's getting closer and closer and closer for them. I still think they'll get a win, and we won't have an imperfect team this year. But with the with Matthew Wright kicking it through the uprights and the Jags getting off of that schneid, the pressure is definitely on in. Ford City Here's for the Lions. Tom. Not the Rams, not the Eagles, not the not the Steelers, you would hope. Not the Browns, the Bears, the Broncos, the Vikings, the Broncos. The Bron- in Denver? Yeah, but it's the Broncos. They stink. Falcons in Atlanta. Yeah, They'll beat the Cardinals. <laughs> they'll be 0 and 9 or 0 and 10 and the Cardinals will be 10 and 0 and then they'll beat the Cardinals. And that would just be amazing. Uh, Texans face off against the Cardinals. Speaking of the Cardinals, biggest spread of the week, minus 17.5 points for the Texans, or for the Cardinals, I mean. Is that the biggest spread of the year so far? Probably. I'd have to double-check, but yeah. I wonder why the Cardinals get that and not the Rams. Are the Texans that much worse than the the Lions? I think people do think that the Texans are that much worse than the Lions. Well, they have a win. I really do. But I do think that with that win, it was Tyrod Taylor. And it was against Jacksonville. And it was Tyrod Taylor. And it was week one. Davis Mills is worse than Jared Goff, even though Jared Goff. How about Dan Campbell, by the way, not to stick, calling out Jared Goff this week, saying they need more from him. And I think he's right. I saw a play, third and short. Jared Goff threw the ball away. It's third down, Jared. Well, how do you think Sean McVay felt? He it's felt third the same way. down, Jared. Like, you definitely need a little bit more out of Jared Goff. Jared Goff better be careful, or he might f around and find himself out of the league very, very soon as a former number one overall pick. So, not good for him. Yeah, Cardinal- number one overall pick and a Super Bowl appearing quarterback. Ba- only put up three points. Bears are going to Tampa Bay. The Bucks are a twelve and a half point favorite. Big, big spreads this week in the NFL. Tampa Bay is just going to do the Tampa Bay thing. Even if the Bears kind of keep it close in the first quarter, it's just going to be a slow death that Tom Brady just puts 30 points up methodically throughout the entire game. Probably ends up something like 34-17 to 17 or something like that on the final scoreboard. Bucks just going to be in total control. Kind of annoying we don't have a good 4 o'clock game. It is annoying, and it's kind of annoying we don't have a good Sunday night game either as it's Colts-Niners. Niners giving four points to Indianapolis. The Niners desperately need this win. If they want to stay in that NFC playoff race at all, teams like the Vikings are at 3-3, three and three, the Panthers are at 3-3, three and three, the Niners need to get to 3-3 three and three themselves just to stay with them. If they drop to 2-4, and four, uh, even though the loss would come at hands of an AFC opponent, and it's a bit of an uphill battle for the uh, You said San to me Francisco earlier this Niners. week, you like the Colts in this game. I do. I do think the Colts are going to end up winning this football game. I think the Colts, we said the Eagles are better than their record. I think the Colts are much better than their record. I think that the Titans 
for whatever reason, the Colts getting off to as poor of a start they did, that is a huge service for the Titans because I think we kind of both saw it playing out just like last season where it was Colts-Titans running parallel with each other, finishing with the same record, and tiebreakers is the reason why the Titans got the division and the Colts had to play as the seventh seed. I think we kind of saw that happening this year as well. Unfortunately, they could not get off to an appropriate start in Indianapolis. They're 2-4 and four right now. They could claw their way back. Schedule's really tough, though, so they probably just have dug themselves too big of a hole. But, yeah, I think they're a much better team than people think, and I think Carson Wentz, you've been the one that pointed this out to me, is playing a lot better than people would probably give him credit for. So I think the Colts do win this one on the road uh, against the Niners. I do think Carson Wentz isn't getting credit for the season he's having. It's not anywhere near MVP level. It's not I think they sh- even though still a two-win team. Even though they're struggling this year, they should feel comfortable with him moving forward moving into forward. next year. They should be a decent football team. And you get Quentin Nelson back yeah, fully healthy. Right. I think, yeah, the defense isn't horrible either, so I, I agree with you completely there. However, I still don't think they're good enough to go on the road to San Francisco and beat that team. And finally, before we hit the triple play, and oh, I was going to say in the Steelers pick, but I'm picking the Steelers to beat the bye this week. Bold, bold <laughs> prediction for me. Saints and Seahawks. God, that's such a boring matchup again because we're going to see Geno Smith. It's going to be Geno Smith versus, versus Jameis Winston. Winston. Uh, Saints are three and two. They'll probably get to four and two. They're going to be in pretty good spot for that one of those wild card spots in New Orleans. They just seem to be able to stack wins, but at the same time, they go out and lose to the Giants. It just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Um, yeah, they leave a lot to the imagination, to be quite honest with you. And Does Michael Thomas change anything for you upon his return? I just, Whatever that is, if it, if it ever happens. It's just so weird to me that they're good one week and terrible the next. Like, their up-and-down nature is one that makes them one of the, the hardest teams for to them read. to peg for me because I just – yeah, I really just have no idea of what they're going to to really give you week in and week out. So, like, I, they could lose this game to Geno Smith and the Seahawks because they've lost games to terrible teams. They lost so, to the Giants. So, are they sake. a better team than the Panthers? Yes. They lose to them. Are they a better team than the Patriots? Yes. You think so? I do. Wow. I don't know. The Saints? Yeah. I do. I think the team. Patriots have a better defense, and I think maybe aside from the wide receivers, the, the Packers or the Packers, the Patriots have better options for Mac Jones rather than Jameis Winston having only Alvin Kamara. I think that's fair, but I, I, I still I still think I'd pick them. I mean, I say the receivers aren't great in New or- in, in in New England. The receivers in New Orleans aren't great either. They're no, really not. They're, they're really not. You're right about that. We only know their names just because Mar- Michael Thomas has been out, and maybe I know them because when I was doing my fantasy football draft preparations, I had to learn their names because I was everyone was guessing who's going to be the number one guy until Michael Thomas comes back. So I think they're pretty even. Nothing. Nothing. To add. I'm just adding up the triple play because it's time to do the triple play this All week. Right. Jacob, you went two and one last week. I'm, I'm on my way up. You're ten and eight now. You're yeah. over five hundred. I went one and two last week. I I know I'm. So catching I'm eleven up. and seven. 
Oh, baby. So you're only a game back. I think you're coming off of a three and zero oh and a two and one and performance. Two, yeah, so you're five and one, or you're yeah, you're five and one in your past six picks. A lot picks. of pressure. Do you Since think it has anything to do with me picking first? I think so. So that's why I'm gonna pick first this week. I also pick the harder games, which maybe is karma. It does. I, you keep saying that, and it makes no sense. When you pick heavy favorites, that's just as hard as picking an underdog. You have to cover by the point spread that is out there. Like me picking Cardinals minus 17, if I were to do that, is an incredibly hard pick to make. All right, go first. I am going to pick the Eagles plus three. I mentioned that earlier. I think they're going to go and win that straight up in Vegas. So I got Eagles plus three. I got Colts plus four. Again, wow. another one I think they're going to end up winning straight up. And this is a risky one. I got Seattle plus oh, four. Oh, Tom! Yep. Tom, yep. you can take them if fair. you want. I got Seattle plus four and a half. I think the Saints win that game by a field goal, but just like Seattle did against Pittsburgh last Sunday, they cover with Geno Smith. Not fair. So I got Seattle plus four and a half, Colts plus four, Eagles plus three. Underdog special this week. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, I'll tell you what I got. I got two easy ones that I can go with confidently, and then I don't know about how my I feel about my third. Tennessee plus five and a half. Okay. I just think the tight Cover Kansas City spread. defense is so, so bad. There's no way they don't keep up with Derrick Henry. Dolphins plus two and a half. I don't think that when, I don't think think win out, is that right? much better than Miami, and it's going to be in Miami. I don't think either team really has a, a home field advantage there. Mm. Tom, you stole my Monday Night Football game. Shoot. I'll take for the first time this year. I th I think it's the first time this year. I'll go with a uh, uh, a favorite here. I'll go Buccaneers twelve and a half over Chicago. It's a tight one. We'll see. That's a tough pick to make. We'll see. I respect that. That'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Again, no Steelers pick since they're on the bye. Enjoy your bye week watching some NFL football. We'll be back next week as we get set for Browns week. Following that by, for Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Opperman. Thanks for listening to the Steelers Standard.